Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the official NHSSCA podcast, the podcast for high school strength coaches by high school strength coaches. As always, I am your host, Coach Andrew McGacky. This month, I was joined by the wonderful Coach Christy Smith-Ryan out of Central Catholic High School in Portland, Oregon. Christy was this year's recipient of the Oregon State Coach of the Year from the NHSSCA. She has had both a highly accomplished coaching career at the collegiate and high school setting, as well as a very accomplished athletic career of her own as a heptathlete, being an All-American national champion, and even competing at the U.S. Olympic Trials. We sit down and discuss her athletic journey, her transition to college strength and conditioning, why she got into strength and conditioning, her transition to the high school level from the collegiate setting, as well as touching on her athletic accomplishments. She tells me about what it's like coaching at a private school versus kind of a public school setting and how she hopes to expand her position that she's in now at Central Catholic High School and how she hopes to give back to the field in the future. It's a fantastic episode. She's a fantastic guest, and I think you're going to get a lot, a lot out of it. Make sure you check out the podcast page on the NHSSCA website, nhssca.us. You can find all of our past episodes on there and future episodes to come. Also, please make sure you are leaving a rating and review for the podcast. This just lets me know how I'm doing and what you think of the show. This month's episode is brought to you by Perform Better and Hawken Dynamics. Perform Better continues to be the leader in functional training, conditioning, and rehabilitation. Our catalog includes the highest quality commercial grade products for professional use. We, prov- we pride ourselves with the very best in education, equipment, and customer service. You can trust our staff to recommend the right products for your needs. Hawken Dynamics believes technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why in 2017, Hawken developed the world's first wireless force plate system with a mobile app, finally allowing users to take the lab to the athletes. It is the quickest, easiest to use, and most robust solution on the market. It is affordable force and power testing in the palm of your hand with research-grade accuracy. Now enjoy the episode. Well, welcome back, everybody. I am joined by the wonderful Coach Christy Smith Ryan. Coach, how are you? Good. Good morning. How are you? Good. I, you know, I got to ask. I'm in the Midwest. You were from the Midwest. Yes. What's the weather like late October in Oregon? Uh, it's not too bad. It's a little chilly now. Um, so when it gets, you know, to be a low 50s, that's like chilly. But it's it's beautiful. Um, we had a nice full moon last night. You know, the days are about 60 degrees. I mean, October, November can be some really beautiful weather here. Fantastic training opportunities uh, here. You know, the rain is, is uh, I, I kind of hate, hate to say this, but the rain is just this beautiful mist, you know? So it's always wet, you know, it's always wet on the ground, but it just, it's it's almost like it's it's refreshing, you know? I, I, I know some products that like, literally, you know, where you kind of missed your face, you know, mm-hmm. for hydration. It's just like, no, I just go outdoors and just look up. <laughs> you're, you're currently at Central Catholic uh, High School in Portland, Oregon, correct? Yes, sir. Before that, you've had an incredible 
coaching, you know, background, you've had some awesome stops at the collegiate level. And then before that, you had an incredible track career at Akron. So let's start, you know, let's go back, right? Let's how and why did you get into strength and conditioning first and foremost? And then let's talk track. Yeah. So I was lucky. My my second paying collegiate job was at Kent State. I started at Ohio University. I actually started uh, as a, a student assistant, you know, um, at my alma mater, University of Akron, and then got recruited to Kent State and then on to, or excuse me, Ohio University, then on to Kent State. And uh, while I was there, we were implementing Jimmy Radcliffe's Pillar of Strength in the weight room. And um, my head coach was a vault coach for the Ducks. Um, And so when I got promoted to University of Iowa, I don't know, I just never really kind of understood what my strength coach was was doing. Like, I just feel like my athletes would go into the weight room uh feel we were we were going doing good and, I, and i've always coached the technical end so heps decks vaulters high jumpers so you know strength and conditioning is huge and gosh we just we would be so flat for so long and i just felt like we were just sticks in the mud and i was like well let me just start implementing some of this stuff let's just start doing a little bit of core not really pulling back just doing a little bit of core um and then like literally I had two vaulters over 17 feet, uh, two female high jumpers over 5'10". I had uh male high, like three uh high jump, male high jumpers uh, over seven feet. Like it was just awesome. I was like, okay, okay. This, there's something here. And so when my job ended at Iowa, I was just like, you know, I was at the Olympic trials with the high jumper. And I was just like, Coach Radcliffe, can I just come out and see what you do? I've been implementing your work uh, for several, you know, several years at that point. He's like, Chris, you can come out anytime. I was like, bet. So literally moved my family uh, to Eugene to just be a fly on the wall had all access um, to, you know, all of his coaching staff and him and training sessions and just sat and watched um, even, you know, Olympic development stuff. And I was just, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get my CSCS. This, I think I could really uh, do some good in this industry. And, uh, and it just felt right. Like it just felt right. Um, especially being a heptathlete. So. That's, that's incredible for those of you that aren't super acclimated to the track and field world, those marks that she was referencing at Iowa are incredible. <laughs> 17 foot vaulters, five ten females, seven foot. Like those are awesome, awesome heights. Um, did you, how, you know, did you get to work a lot with coach Woody while you were at Iowa? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were both assistants uh, under Larry Wysort, um back in the day. So yeah. Yeah. Joey Woody, the, the home <laughs> town guy. <laughs> like, right. That's yeah, right. He's, Hometown hero. He's Mr. Yeah, he's Mr. Hawkeye for sure. <laughs> um, well, okay. So one of the questions I was going to ask was, did you get to work with Coach Ratcliffe while you were at Oregon? So you already you already answered that. You know, what are some things that you, you know, you obviously uh, systematically that you've talked about that you've implemented, but what are some other things? Some were there any like soft skills or coaching skills that you took away from being with him? I mean, I've heard him speak before. Oh man, it's incredible he, he to listen just, to. Yeah, he just has some of my formidable moments, like. From being a teacher first, you know, he, he, you know, philosophy, 
right, to um, push, pull, squat, press, and lunge. Like, I still teach uh, full-body programs. Like, if I don't have access to the student every day or or, or, or at least four times a, a week, you know, push, pull, squat, press, and lunge. Like, we're, 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 it's the movement sit literacy that matters in particular at the high school level. I really do. I really do feel like you cannot go wrong with the fundamentals, right? You know, you, you, you want to lock those movements in so that you can continue to build, um, consistent, uh, movement. Right. Um, so that has never failed with me. That is definitely something I get from coach Radcliffe. Um, some of the other coaches that I met there, um, you know, but also just like checking, connecting with your students. Like, I just feel like for me, Coach Radcliffe does a great job with this. You know, um, it's not just imparting the X's and O's, but, you know, teaching, you know, young folks just how to be better people <laughs> at the end of the day, because you're going to see it in the weight room, right? You're going to see all of the things, the time commitments, and you're going to see all the shortcomings. So, you know, we just really want to continue to you know, meet them at their their moments and, and continue to ratchet up. You know what I mean? Like, get get them going and, and make them better people at the end of the day through strength, you know, and, and in particular women and, and all the people on the margins, right? Because systematically, you know, these folks have never been invited and still aren't invited into the weight room, right? Weight rooms aren't built for track teams. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on there. You know, especially even at the collegiate level, there's football has their whole strength staff and then track and field is the throws coach or an assistant, you know, it's it, it, absolutely, you're absolutely right there. Well, and also I want to touch on, I feel like it's important not to run past this point. You yourself as a, an incredible athlete yourself with, you know, with, with tons of accolades, you're sitting here saying push, pull, squat, lunge. Like it's the not, you know, don't get past the basics in the sense that like get hammer those. And, you know, like this is coming from someone that reached athletic heights that 99.9% of the people listening can't imagine, you know, mm -hmm. I made varsity in high school, so I, I, I'm i close. I kind of understand that's pretty close to you at <laughs> <Yeah>. Olympic trials. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but that's all right, right? You probably had an incredible coach, and you probably had a lot of fun, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? You know, you put on that first layer of muscle, and then you're like Superman. Like, I, I don't know. Right. Like, you know, we all see from somewhere, and, you know, so I, I just think you're and, – and, 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 again, if I haven't thanked you enough, thank you for doing this. I want to absolutely use this platform to highlight the things that you accomplished in your athletic career. You know, as, again, I just, as someone who coached track, track was the first thing I coached. It's my first love. And I am still, you know, I still coach today and I absolutely love track and field. And so I'm going to use this moment to geek out on some of the things that you accomplished, you know, so let's talk about, you know, your track career at Akron um, and, and post Akron, really, if you, if you wouldn't mind there, yeah. you know, you had an incredible amount of accomplishments, conference championships, all American, so please, you know, just kind of give a rundown on that. Well, I, I think it always starts with an injury, actually. I'm going to go back even further than that. I actually got injured. So I had my first national uh, long jump champion um, when I was 16 um, at U.S. Uh, ATF track and field nationals. Right. I was a club kid. Um, really enjoyed that. And, um, you know, got got hurt my junior year. Um, after I won state, after I had a national title and, you know, just all the recruitment stopped, had to do my own PT. And that was the first defining moment where my uh, mentor and baseball coach invited me into the weight room. 
put a pin in that. Um, and then came out uh, my senior year, broke the state record on my state long jump record on my very first jump. Um, earned a track and field scholarship to the University of Akron. Uh, my coach just we we were I don't know if y'all ever did this as throwers, but you know the track coaches back in the day would do uh, uh, continuous running football, and. I was, I was like, coach, let, let me be QB. Let me be QB. He was like, all right, Christy. And so like, I threw like a, a 50 yarder. He was like, um, let's, why don't we try to have tap on? <laughs> I was like, what's that? He was like, oh, you're going to love it. You're such an athlete. And, and really, I mean, I loved it, you know, just like most, you know, heptathletes and decathletes, you love everything, but the 800 and 1500, right? Um, so um, it was, it was, it was, um, having Dennis Mitchell at the University of Akron as my mentor was tremendous. Like, you know, I think I was a four-time All-American. I was runner-up, um, in, you know, I was like silver medalist my junior year and got a chance to take it all my senior year and, um, just had a wonderful college experience, you know, amazing training partners. We trained with the dudes. We trained with the boys. We trained with the decks. You know, sometimes we got to train with the sprinters and the hurdlers. Like that, that for me was a game changer. And I've always grown up that way, right? Like even uh, my grassroots track and field team, New World Track and Field, shout out. Um, like we, like I, you know, I was competing with the dudes, you know, and my coach, like, you know, that relationship and, and not feeling like you had to be, you know, do things a girl's way or, you know, um, you know, beholden to being in, in this training group and that training group, like we train together. So either you got smoked or you learn how to compete. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, earned, um, got a, you know, opportunities to train at the Olympic training center at a high level, um through coach Mitchell got invited to all those camps and clinics out there in Chula Vista that was amazing part of my development and you know 2000 Olympic trials ranked fish fifth finished 10th um you know just you know I always like to say just a big old jock at the end of the day I wish I could have scored 6,000 points um but you know five nine three twos no chump change and um but you know eventually had to kind of hang my spikes up just you know go home take care of my mom she you know, she, uh, she lived for about two more years and, you know, and then I got into coaching. So yeah, I just, I, 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 I don't have any regrets, uh, on anything, but yeah, I just had really positive mentors all my life. You know, no one ever told me I couldn't do anything or, um, you know, so this is the, I always like to say, this is the kind of love I just kind of return back <laughs> to, to my students and the coaches, you know, and the faculty and staff there at, at Central Catholic too. So for the listeners that don't know, if you could tell us or tell them the five events that make the HEP, and then if you wouldn't mind ranking them from your favorite to least. Yeah. So it's actually seven. <laughs> um, right. So uh, yes, start off, and, 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 and that's all right. That's all right. You start off <laughs> with, uh, yeah, hundred meter hurdles, high jump shot, put 200, I always like to say you go home, carbo load, try to get some sleep, come back, long jump, javelin, 800. Um, and I did do open pole ball, open triple, open long jump, four by four. Um, so imagine that, you know, um, in an outdoor meet. <laughs> However, uh, my, 
my favorite um would always be long jump that was always my baby but my second favorite um and and, and these were equally wonderful ja javelin and shot put man they used to call me twiggy um, but when I really learned how to hit that reverse and that block, woo, great things happen through a strong block, don't they? Absolutely. Let absolutely. You. Let me tell you. Um, and, you know, so, you know, it was like I threw, what, 45 in the shot, 145-ish, maybe 47 in the javelin. And I was a 20-foot um, long jumper, so 20-foot six or something like that. That's all. Wow. That's incredible. I got to tip my hat. I have a, a freshman girl that I'm trying to uh, tell her that the half is the way to go. Um, one of our uh, PE teachers in our school, she was a collegiate heptathlete. And so I, we're working on her and I'm like, you know, it's just, it's incredible. The, the athleticism, you know, I truly feel like they're the best athletes, you know, in the world. Yep. I, you know, I, I've said, you know, somebody, a kid asked me not that long ago, like, Hey, who do you think one of the best, like, who do you think the best athlete ever is? I was like, Oh, Ash Neaton. <laughs> you know yeah you know, so i incredible incredible you know skill and dedication um that it takes to work on that many crafts and to you know to get at a high level at so many different crafts um absolutely mm -hmm. insane uh so what was that like for you in college for, as, as, like in a strength training manner right when you're doing your when you have to focus on speed power endurance things mm -hmm. like that like a lot of our kids that we train in high school because they're multi-sport athletes mm -hmm. you know so like there is some crossover in that sense. What was that like for you? It was hard. Um, I think being a student athlete at any level is one of the hardest things to do, right? You got to have your stuff in order, right? You know, your family life, your academic life, your personal life got to be in order um, because you have a whole lot of training. Like we would get up, we'd have, you know, uh, 5.30, uh, 8 a.m. plyo sessions, you know, just to wake the body up. Nothing too intense, maybe three to four drills, but it's that act of getting up, um, and the routine of, of getting your body up, turning on the central nervous system, we go for breakfast and then we come back in an afternoon session. And that would involve, um, whether it's, a uh, extempo day, intensive day, um, you know, it would all kind of be lumped together. So, you know, you're either doing, you know, you know, a long jump and speed workout, or you're doing some sort of, um, you know, uh, like javelin 800, something like that. Um, and that would be another two and a half hours. And then you go to your lifting and I was just, you know, you know, it's moments cosmic maybe, but you know, Dan Bailey, um, was one of our strength and conditioning coaches. You know, he's at Creighton right now. It's fantastic coach. Um, but you know, we, we learned how to, you know, power clean, um, snatch and all that good stuff but he also had like equipment in there like leg extension leg curl um and for all the ancillary stuff in there so i mean racking it up it was about six five and a half six hours of training on the day then that's monday through friday and then saturday was maybe about another two to three hours if there wasn't a meet um so you really had to learn how to take care of yourself and heal up you know, it was just a no brainer, you know, with H2O and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it's hard. It's hard. And, and, and I would surmise that anybody, uh, who, who takes training seriously is probably putting in those extra hours, whether it's cord or field, um, uh, work, but you know, you're just going out and getting it done really. And now you're 
at a high school coaching high school track and you know as a strength coach you're in Oregon which is the track capital of America you know in my opinion Hayward Field yep. you know site of the you know national NCAA championships U.S. Olympic trials U.S. championships uh, the birthplace of Ryan Krauser which is why it's so near and dear to my heart as a throws, <laughs> you know, as a throws guy um, how what it, you know I can imagine that having to learn so many disciplines in college has really helped you transition, you know, to the high school level. Cause you can coach, you know, how to do so many things. You, you know, how to high jump, you know, how to throw sprint, hurdle, vault, jump, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what was, what was that transition like from collegiate coaching to high school coaching for you? Amazing. Amazing. And I want to say, I don't know, for me, high school is pure, right? Because when you're dealing with like the one percenters, you know, that go on to be collegiate athletes, sometimes, you know, these students are used to being the best, you know, and then they come in and they're just, yeah, you know, you're just, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, well drinks, you know, everybody's good. You know? Everybody like, you got, you're not Tom Shelf anymore. You know, it's like, you got to deal with that. Right. It might be a headache, but um, yeah, like it. I really like high school level. I don't know. I, I really like teaching. I really like teaching weightlifting class. And with my role at Central, I actually had to retire my track and field coaching um, career just because of the nature of the job. Um, so literally, I'm like the first female strength and conditioning coach at my high school in like 83 years. So like really before, and I don't want to back up real quick. So before, like in most schools, there was a stipend football coach, right? And so the stipend football coach would have lots of responsibilities in the football staff and then maybe let some teams into the weight room and run, you know, he wouldn't be there, but maybe let, you know, um, and then maybe, you know, teach some classes, you know, zero period and that kind of thing. Well, well, now I'm the like designated strength and conditioning professional coaching all 14 varsity sports in our sixth club, right? So I couldn't, in my rightful mind, knowing the amount of work it takes to have a successful track and field team and the due diligence it takes, you know, kind of lead, lead them on and try to be in two places at once because we're actually landlocked at Central Catholic. Like we have a field. We have one turf field, two basketball courts, and one weight room, no tennis courts, no track, no. So a lot of our programs are off campus. And so I actually find that it's a a bit of adversity that we have, but it it doesn't necessarily take away from what we're doing. But it's uh, it, it definitely was a big consideration for me because I I just couldn't, because you're so tethered to the weight room. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like I couldn't do both. And so, yeah, but it's it's really nice. And I, and I can tell you, um, I, I just love high school. High school's where it's at. And, and I tell you, I'm not going to stop until, you know, every every team in the country has access to good quality, you know, strength and conditioning. I will ask, uh, because my last guest, Coach Floyd in California, we talked about how there weren't a lot of strength coaches. She was the first one in her in her school history, in her conference, and how it's kind of a, a growing field. Is it similar in Oregon? You know, I feel like I don't hear of a lot of strength coaches out on the West Coast. In the yeah, it's a very small group, man. We're we're really 
Uh, I, I mean, we have our work cut out for us, right? Because we all know that strength is important, right? And then coming out of COVID, I think we, we talked about how we get education on track, but nobody's really talking about how we get our movement literacy on track. So I think Washington and California, bigly, bigly, lots of coaches. I lean on those coaches all the time. But in Oregon, you know, it's like Rob, like, so there's, you know, especially um, with the National High School Strength and Conditioning Association, there's not very many of us. And even with um, the National Strength and Conditioning Association, there's there's just not very many of us. But I, I do feel like that's going to change in the next five years because all the high schools have a weight room. I just literally think it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. You know, like you don't know that you can do it better until you do it better. Right. Um, and so at the end of the day, in terms of liability, overall liability, you know, it's it's going to be paramount that you get just like you have a credentialed athletic director. Right. You're going to need a credentialed strength and conditioning professional in your weight room. That that is just the way it is. So right now, yeah, we're just wow, recruiting. <laughs> recruiting, 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 just trying to get a lot of folks to really consider, especially, you know, the test just dropped, which um, I haven't completed yet. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's already so simple <laughs> compared to the NSC, you know, compared to the NSCA and a, what is it? A four, it's now, I think only a 40% pass rate on the CSCS. It's, 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 it's a game changer. You've been at Central um, Central Catholic since 2017. Did I write that down right? Was that? Yeah, yeah. So I my first year was an assistant at 2016. Was it 2016? Okay. Yeah, so it was like uh, 15, 16. Okay. How has your role capacity, if you will, you know, grown over the last you know six, seven years? Yeah. So again, I started as assistant coach. I was assistant track and field coach for two years. Predecessor was Michael Bergman. He was a big ideas guy, really big uh, guy around here. And then he was like, Christy, you need this program. And I was like, wait, what? He was like, you need to be head coach here. And I was like, huh? He was like, he was like, he told me to my face, Central Catholic needs you, <laughs> you to be here. Like, and I'm like, okay. Didn't really take him seriously. And then coming into my second year, he's like, okay, so let's talk about how we're going to transition this team to you. And I was just like, are you serious? Like, I've never had anybody, number one, put me on. Like I, you know, I'm systematically a person that's looked over, looked past, like nobody's, unless we were lining up to race, like people don't put me on. And I was like, what is my guy? What is he talking about? What? This guy's crazy, right? He's like, no, really central needs a coach like you. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm ready. Put me in. I'm like, I didn't think you were serious. And uh, yeah, took the team. So head coach from 17 to 21. Fantastic. I mean, and I put my love into all the events. We have the ability to train, you know, javelin. And so we got 23 events out here, or excuse me, 17 events out here. So it was just, it's just amazing. The track and field at the high school level. Oh, it is awesome. And then sure enough, all the head coaches coalesced with our AD on a meeting one day. We're like, hey, we're going to bring in a credentialed strength and conditioning person. I was just like, and so all the head coaches, you know, kind of went around. I'm like, after our baseball coach talked, I was like, 
hey, y'all, y'all looking for me. Y'all, y'all looking for me. You know, you know, someone who is credentialed, someone who, you know, isn't gonna, you know, be in and out in a year, someone who understands the school and the purpose and the mission, someone who, you know, understands lower limb function, someone who understands movement, you know, someone who like it was just astonishing. I was like, and I leaned over to my um uh co-head coach at the time. I was like, nah, I was like, I can't do that. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, how can I not be a track coach? I got home and I was like, wait a minute, this is my dream. Like I got my CSCS, like what? So I thought about it. And then literally on the 11th hour, I hit submit. Like literally the, the deadline for the application was closing in like 30 minutes. And I was just like, okay, submit. Like, and I just threw my hat in the ring. And I was just like, I know they're going to hire some, you know, former, cause we, we've got, you know, our football uh, coach, Steve Pine, he, he's a fantastic coach and he's put so many people in the league. And I'm like, I can't go up against the politics and all that and this. And they're going to hire some NFL person to come in and who's going to bring tons of money in. You know, all the things that, you know, all the fears and stuff that creep in. Um, And they called and offer me. And I say, I about, I about flip my chair, <laughs> flip my chair, feet up. I was like, wow, I can't believe. I was like, I can't believe they hire somebody like me, right? And so, and that was it. And then three years later, still living the dream. The students still ask me like this. They're like, coach, why are you so happy? And I was like, well, because I like what I do. Now you went from almost not applying to being the Oregon Oregon State Coach of the Year. You know, so yeah, obviously, yeah. right, you know, you were meant to hit, submit that application and you have done nothing but bless the, that school and your students, and and they are so much better for it. So if you're listening to this episode, and you're on if there if the, if this is you, and do I submit? Do I do it? Put it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you got to take the shot. You know, you know, like LeBron, like you just got to take the shot. Like, um, because uh, and and I do remember when the job application came out. Like when the job description came out, I was like, man, I've never been able to check off all the boxes. Um. And you don't need to be like that. You know what I mean? Just take the shot because you never, you never really know. Um, and then, uh, you know, fight, you know, fight for the things that you believe in and, 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 and work to the very best of your ability. Like, I just really believe in that because, you know, these students need us. They really need us. I mean, we are the most important coach at any institution, in my opinion, Right. Because you have your head coaches, yes, but I tell you what, nothing is done properly through strength. I can tell you that right now, right? So you know that that that's gonna that's gonna make every. It's like it's like the cherry on top, Andrew. It's like nobody wants the whipped cream and cherry. Like you know, nobody says no to that thing on us. So I'm gonna ask you just with your track background. Maybe I know the answer. I'm gonna ask you a little bit of a political question here in, in strength and conditioning. Are you, do you utilize Olympic lifts? Because I feel like track coaches are so pro Olympic lifts. And then now the popular thing in high school strength conditioning is, oh, we don't have to do Olympic lifts. And so I'm, you know, it's just kind of a hot topic, but you know, it's not a hot topic. It's no, let me tell you, let me tell you when an athlete goes on to college, right. And we're a college prep. Okay. They're going to be learning Olympic lifts. They're going to be learning Olympic lifts, right? 
So I want my students to be proficient, all my students, all of my students, right? Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we can split hairs and go, yeah, so if they take contact, then we can do all of our Olympic lifts. Well, no, I want every single one of my students to be able to go into a weight room and go, okay, there's a barbell. Here's some bumper plates. Let's go. Let's go. Right. I think everything done safely and progress properly okay, can be done, you know, but don't limit someone's movement. Right. Like, like, I don't know that that to me is a, a is a non-debate. Like, I, I just don't know why you would. In my opinion, it comes down to the person. Right. Maybe you you don't feel comfortable. Right. Maybe you have some biases, but I don't put that out there because. You know, like I really do try to give my students the very best. And if I can't demonstrate it, well, then I learn how to talk through it and have one of my students demonstrate it. Like I've kind of gotten out of like, I only do things that I can do. I only do things that my coach taught me. If I do that, my coach is like <laughs> 70, 65 years old. You know what I mean? And he's probably coaching. And if he's coaching what he learned from a coach from the, you know where I'm going with that? Like, it's like that training style is a bazillion years old. And I, I don't know. I just think like it's a disservice not to. Now, here is a distinction. Now, I don't. I personally, I don't test power clean, snatch. I, I don't, I don't test it just because there may be one or two students whose form is good enough for me to test for one rep max for one rep max is where I'm going with that. Right. I don't test it, but I'll sure enough give them a taste. No, I, I I'm with you. And I, and I've also made that point to before in regards to cleaning, you know, Olympic lifting or not Olympic lifting in the sense that, Hey, if you're going to send a kid on to the next level, I feel like we as coaches have a responsibility to prepare them for what they're going to experience. And a lot of them are going to go in Olympic lift. And so by, I don't want to send a kid to a weight room who had a straight coach in high school and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, oh. I feel like that's a, a poor reflection on me. I don't yes. want them to feel that way. Yeah. Yes. No, I, so yes. I, yeah. Cause we all want them to go, okay. You from central. Canada. Oh, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly the cloth you're cut from. Let's go. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I've never sat down and, and interviewed somebody that is in a private school. It's always either been public schools or just private facilities. What is it like? I just, cause I, I've, I've only worked in public schools. What is that like? I mean, you know, do you got, do you have the same issues? You know, if I need something, it has to get approved by my AD and then it has to go to the school board to get voted on and things like that. It's says it's very bureaucratic in a public school setting. Um, do you have those issues or Nah, you know, and, and I will say sometimes I wake up and I'm like, this is the dear Lord's work. Let me tell you, I did my student teaching in public, you know, University of Akron, like I'm from Columbus, Ohio, um, you know, you know, and, and, and been in public school all my life. So the fact that I'm here, it's still over, it, it's still, I, it's still shocking off. Like it never you know, it is never disappointing. Um, but so I don't have to fundraise, right? That's a big one, right? I don't have to do that. Um, I have a budget. 
Um, at Central Catholic, I have a female president, a female athletic director, a head female um, athletic trainer, myself, female head strength and conditioning coach. I mean, like, it's different. It's different. Um, and it's and it's and it's and it's a great. I always tell everybody it's a great time to be around the students. I tell you that tuition. That it, I, in my opinion, it's a buy-in. Like I, I think in the nine years that I've been there, I think I had maybe one half of a behavioral problem. Not even a full behavioral problem. A half of it. I mean, and it is faith-based. You know, Catholics. I, I I always say, but I'm mad for this stuff. Uh, but. Um, it, it, it is, it's cool to kind of do the mass thing and father Monsignor Murphy comes down and blesses me. I'm like, don't forget about me. Cause we're like, I'm in a basement area. I'm like, man, keep on coming. I need your blessings. Um, but it really is. It's a family. It's a community. Um, don't get me wrong. I got a job to do. <laughs> right. Uh, I love the fact that I'm not micromanaged. I don't have to go through a lot of red tape, like what you're saying. Like if, you know, my AD will maybe question why I'm buying something, but it's really like, I've only, it's not no very often, um, you know? So I think, uh, you know, maybe there's a lot of trust built in um, and having that prior relationship as a, as a track coach too, but being at a private school, it is, it's the money. Like we get the recruitment, Recruiting. We get colleges on our campus every day, Monday through Friday. We're having college fairs at least by my count two, three times a year. Um, so students have access. We had Kais Hollins. Now, this is a young lady that went to um, Benson High School and as a freshman, and uh, keep in mind this was during COVID, like she, um, she was like at the state meet, she was like third in discus, was like fourth in javelin, and like third in shot, like something incredible at the state level, right? As a freshman, right? Zero recruits, zero recruits. She, her first week enrolled at Central Catholic. Hadn't even thrown an implement. Full mailbox, full mailbox, right? Just the academic. I mean, we got a five-point scale. It's academically rigorous. Let me tell you, like the kids are pretty stressed. I uh, will say we are a true college prep. Um, but you know, it's you know, it's what the parents pay for, I guess, but it's it's different, it's real different. Like it is the students, just like they have to compete, you know, on the court and in the field, they do have to compete in the classroom. Um, but there's a lot of support systems built into. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice. Like it's different. It's real different. <laughs> you just became the envy of a lot of public strength coaches across the country. Let me tell uh, and you. I, and 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 you know, the big difference is I don't have a a a, a teachings license, mm -hmm. right? Like I took my practices and all that like way back in the day, but I got into college coaching. I sat in college coaching for 12 years, right? So I didn't, you know, maintain a teaching degree. I didn't need it. So for folks like me coming into a high school setting after a career in coach, you know, 
mm-hmm. a zero career in coaching, you know, like, does it make sense for what I do? Right. Cause I have a credential. It's kind of like an athletic director. Does it make sense to have my teaching credential? Right. No, not just like ADs don't have to have a teaching credential, <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, sometimes it's it's the big debate that that's the nice thing about it. Like I sometimes like feel guilty, like, do I, should I go back? Like, will that make me more marketable in some of the other school districts, you know? And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> because if, if my teaching credential isn't enough and if my resume isn't enough, then I guess I'm not enough for what you're looking for. So what is, you know, the kind of the, the future for you coach, like, what are you hoping to accomplish while you're at central Catholic or, or beyond? Like, you know, what, what what do you want the next step to be? So career wise or. Well, just whatever, you know, like how how do you want to, cause this, you know, you've you've been the strength coach now for, you know, just a few years. So Mm -hmm. what are your plans to kind of expand that while at central Catholic? Let's just go with that. So my thing, I tell you, so my big thing is I really like to get a certified internship figured out. Number one, um, I really want to be a thorough way for coaches who want to get into strength coaching, right? Like I want, you know, I want you to be able to get on uh, the highway. I want to, I want an on-ramp, I want to build an on-ramp, Right. Um, because I, sometimes I feel like a lot of these opportunities are at college level, but like if you're an older individual like myself into strength and conditioning, like I didn't even take my CSCS until I was what, like 36 or something, you know, something crazy. Um, so I just think starting an internship program is something I'm really looking forward to. And I just want to get more women and uh, folks into coach and strength coaching you know, um, doesn't have to be a former athlete, but those that are really passionate about building strength in individuals and, you know, creating a a nice stop for, for those folks. But also I love writing curriculum. Like I really want to write something and I know I got to get out of my head on this, but I really want to write something so solid that any person can take it at any middle school and high school and be like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and start implementing this, right? We don't need a lot of equipment. You know, we don't have to have a million dollar weight room <laughs> to be able to do this. So that's what I want. I just really want to create access for all, right? Um, so that we can just really build like a strong future for our students, I have got to tip my hat to you because I feel like 99% of the time, if I were to ask that question, the answer would be, well, I want to get a, I want a, a turf strip. I want to add, I want to get a bigger facility. I want to get, you know, I want Sordex to come outfit my weight room. That's the, the next goal is to make what I have nicer. And you're talking about opening the doors for other people. And so that I commend you. That was a fantastic answer. And I, I will, you know, I don't want to say I, I was expecting that, but that's just not the normal answer. And I think that, that is why you were somebody that we really wanted to get on the show because that is incredible. And more people, if, if anyone listening, that needs to be the model to follow. Well, and you know, it's just, well, it's because, you know, of the strength and conditioning association. Like, you know, I tell you for a person that's like me, like I, I like, 
being at these national conventions and regional clinics, like feeling like, you know, this is my tribe and my family, right? I just want more people to experience this at a, at a, at a job level, at an employment level. Like this is just some of the best systems you can be a part of, you know? I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just find it to be one of the best careers on the planet. So why wouldn't I want more people to experience what I experience? Yes, it's a lot of work, um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, coach, kind of wrap it up here. Um, are there any closing comments that you want to make? I, I appreciate all the wisdom that you shared, you know, and I appreciate you just kind of letting me be a, a fan of track and field with you uh, while we've talked as well. Uh, I really appreciate that. But yeah, any closing wisdom or anything that you want to touch on? Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, like I tell my students, um, you know, don't struggle with anything alone. I really think that that's important know that I'm here. I just got voted on the advisory uh, committee for the NSEA uh, high school liaison. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that three-year appointment. And I, I do hope to be on, and I did just say yes to being on the National Strength and Condition High School Strength and Conditioning Advisory Committee too. So I, I just really want uh, folks to know that they have access, call on me, call on me. I'll give you, I'll always give you my best. Uh, put me on, call on me. You know, I'm, I'll be speaking here at the University of Oregon at our state clinic on November 18th. Um, so I'm going to be speaking on mental health. Um, so I think that's uh, going to be really amazing, but just trying to, you know, say yes to to all the things and show up to all the things. But I just really want people to know that like, don't, don't struggle with anything. And, it, and if I can help uh, with any re regard, you know, get shout out, give me a call. 319-530-7137. My phone is always on. Call me, you know? Um, and, I, and I hope that I can call on y'all too. <laughs> uh real quick do you have do you have any social medias that we can plug is do you have twitter yeah, or instagram um so i'm just on instagram i don't tweet or uh i'm not really on facebook all that much but it's uh lucky streak fit one uh on insta um and then you know it's c ryan at central catholic high.org just drop my phone number so just feel free Call me directly though. Don't email. <laughs> Emails get pulled up. Um, but yeah, nah, just call me directly because I, I really love talking about this stuff because I think we all have a wonderful perspective, right? And so, you know, you want that kind of diversity um, sitting at your table and figuring out, um, you know, how we can really increase the volume of our strength coaches. Like, I feel like y'all in the Midwest, y'all banging, y'all. Man, I, that's one thing I miss about, you know, Indian Ohio, right? You're in Indiana? Are you in Indiana? No, I'm in Illinois. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, you can probably throw a stone and hit, you know, a properly credentialed strength coach. For me, man, like, I got to get on a flight. <laughs> uh, drive 30 minutes. Like, you know, so I just think, like, you know, understand the power that you have and coalesce a lot more and, you know, really come together a lot more like that's that's our superpower right there like i'm jealous you know anybody out here you know keep 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 recruiting keep recruiting <laughs> move out here y'all 
move out here. <laughs> Come on out. West Coast is waiting. The weather is nice. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's got a major draw right there. Um, never been to the West Coast. It's for sure on the bucket list. Well, Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate, one, your flexibility in scheduling. You know, yes. um, but I, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me this morning. I thank you for all the wisdom that you shared with me and the listeners. Thank you so much. And good luck, you know, for the rest of the school year. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for telling my story.